Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And good Monday to you and welcome inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we are Carson, it is daytime. It is. And we're grinding it out. Whoa, Carson's a little warm. Yeah. But, uh, hey, if you're on Facebook, you should check us out. We're going Facebook Live right now. And uh, you know what? It's just, if you're going to switch it up, Carson, we're just going to switch it up. Used to be six to seven hour. Now we're looking to to grind it from five to six. So, Facebook Live, uh, listen as we talk it out. And then uh, as we take breaks, we'll, of course, look at comments and do different things and try to interact a little bit that way uh, to try to change it up, just to give a little dynamic that way. But, uh, but Carson, man, uh, you talk about fun about the weekend. Uh, I picked this hat to wear tonight because uh, I told Laura, I said, hey, bring me a T-shirt and a hat. She goes, mm-hmm. what hat you want? And I said, pick me a winner. She brought me she this brought one. Marvel. She brought me uh, this one. That's, that's great. That's what I can say. But, uh, but man, it was a good night for, for a lot of different things on Friday night. And then Saturday – um well um not so much but sunday i was man the braves they were ready for me they were going to take take good care of me (sighs) didn't happen didn't happen yep that was a rough game right there for sure tough 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 night for for braves fans tough night for tennessee fans on saturday and then ultimately um a lot to talk about to unfold we're of course going to do that uh here on a monday edition again if you're if you're tuning in for the first time uh again appreciate it always fun and uh love love talking to anybody that's interested in calling 865-983-4310 that's 865-983-4310 that's the grind time hotline but if you're on facebook check us out we're facebook live right now the grind wkvl search us out and uh and find that we'll interact with you as as we see comments pop up but uh but uh used to be a six to seven grind uh, a lot of yawning a lot of coffee uh even a little bit of uh of energy drinks a few of those things have went away one of them has not so uh <laughs> carson water got his water yeah. h2o if you uh if you're normal listeners uh on that uh early morning grind which we used to do I would always have like a Pepsi or something get me up some caffeine in the morning but hey some water today yeah high quality H2O is what yep. he's rocking uh if anybody's on Facebook live right now can you hear Carson like I'm kind of trying to get an interesting like I feel like you could probably hear me which that's uh that's not a that's not hard to do but um let's get some comments out there whether you can hear Carson but uh, as we grind it out, let's start with the prep football side of things. Again, Maryville, we talk about uh, the winning ways of Maryville High School, and that continued Friday night as, as uh, you were there, I was there, and uh, Maryville, of course, was there rocking the red mm-hmm. uniforms, the red jerseys, white pants, and uh, Udo, I didn't know what hit them. 
No, uh, Maryville ultimately took care of business that night. And uh, on the pregame show, um, before the game, I had talked about we had to work as a team, be sound on defense and offense, and we definitely were. I think turnovers helped uh, Maryville get that win also. We uh, made multiple turnovers and capitalized on each and everything. And our offense was moving, our defense was holding them, and it just looked like an absolutely great night. And it was a fun night to be there on senior night. Couldn't get much better than the win Friday night. Yeah, set up a, a great matchup this upcoming week as as Maryville gets the win over Ottawa, fifty six to twelve, and and it got there very quickly, uh, moving clock most of the the second half, and but it set up a great matchup this upcoming week with McMinn County. McMinn County's coming into this matchup eight and zero, four and zero in conference, and uh, and really this is a this is region championship, district championship, whatever you want to call it, is going down at McMinn County this Friday night. It is. Uh, the McMinn County is uh, 8-0. Maryville, 8-0. We're excited to play each other. And McMinn County, uh, their closest game that I noticed uh, was William Blunt Govs. The William Blunt Governors uh, scored 32 on McMinn. That was around the fourth or fifth week. Um, and it was. It, they look like a good team. They have a uh, Western Carolina running back commit. Um, and they have a bunch of guys that are really sound and um, really fundamental on that offensive line. That offensive line is very big, and it's going to be a struggle for our defensive line, but I think we're going to be able to do it. Uh, it's going to be the one of the best games of the year. I expect a close game all the way through. You know, somebody asked me, they said, you know, are you, who you got Friday night? And I said, well, I'm picking Maryville till they give me a reason not to. Yep. And, and the thing is, is last year – uh, and each year's a different dynamic. A lot of graduated seniors from last year's Rebel team. Uh, again, McMinn County's got a little bit older, and they've they've actually got probably the older team in this matchup. Uh, but last year it was the same script. They came in scoring, I think, 42 points a game, giving up about eight. Uh, Maryville was very similar. Uh, this year they come in, they're scoring, I think, 46 or 48 points a game, only giving up six. But the, the, the story, the tale of the tape a year ago was 30 to nothing Red Rebels victory. So, again, what you've done before then isn't necessarily indicative of what you're going to see this, this time. Yeah, that's very true. I think uh, overall, I think Maryville should be able to have a lot of success um, this coming Friday. And I think at McMinn, it's going to bring a little bit of a challenge. I do know uh, McMinn does have a little bit of a better team this year. But like you said, 30 to nothing last year, I think we'll be able to hold our own this year. And right then, we'll have that McMinn game. If we win that game, we'll go on to play Heritage. That will be the last two regular season matchups. And then we'll play the playoffs at home. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, Chris Hips brings a good question to the table. He says, does Maryville continue to off, off, open up uh, their offense? And I, I think as you, uh, as you watch, you know, that, that whole dynamic, you, you hope so, uh, but you just don't know. You just don't know what they're going to be able to do. And, uh, I, but I think that's what, uh, what Maryville brings to the table. Everybody has to adjust for what Maryville does. Maryville doesn't have to do a whole lot of adjusting. So, uh, again, I think uh, you, you look at that. And you're you're excited about that dynamic as to f- for what they're going to bring to the table Friday night. Yep, we're very excited. Um, big game, like I said, and uh, should be should be a close game. I, I'm I'm expecting Maryville to come out on top. Of course, um, I know that question is going to be asked a lot this week. So hopefully, um, we can get another win, go to nine and zero on the season, and uh, finish out the season strong. Yeah, absolutely. If you're watching on Facebook Live, I I hit a button. Not really sure what button that was, but I. Uh, canceled facebook live so we're back now so again just check back in check back out 
and uh, and we'll go from there. But you know, the rest of Blunt County uh, had a had a football game Friday night too. Uh, Alcoa, of course, took care of business as they they normally do in their their football games. Forty one to nothing over Kingston. That was their division championship. That that was their district championship. As Kingston came into the matchup five and one, and uh, Alcoa came into it six and one. Uh, Alcoa quickly made quick work of uh, Kingston and uh, got on their way to another uh, district championship. Yep. Uh, like we uh, have seen this year, Alcoa, everybody but Maryville, they have blown out of the water and have took care of them pretty well. So I expected that um, last Friday. So I expect that for the rest of the uh, playoffs and probably the rest of this season, Alcoa to be able to handle business in big margins like that. Yeah, the next one was uh, was Heritage. Heritage had to go to Carnes. Uh, Carnes was one and five on the season. Heritage was two and five. So I was like, "All right, let's get those Mounties. Let's take them over to Knox County, get a win, and come on back." Heritage didn't. I, they didn't get my phone call. They didn't get my message. Uh, they they fall to the Beavers forty to thirty. Battled in this game. Like yeah. that's the thing. Uh, Heritage is two and six on the season, and there's not a game that I just go. You know what? They just didn't show up to play. I mean, you look at Cleveland; they had to take uh, they had to take the Mountaineers to overtime to get that win. Cleveland wins, but Heritage two wins on the season. Lenore City, and, and they continue to battle. They continue to put it, put a good product out there. I think honestly, they're just not really deep. They don't have a ton of uh, options once that first team gets tired, and that's what teams are taking advantage of. Uh, I think they battled. Uh, Friday night just couldn't get the win 40 to 30 Carnes gets it shows a lot about this uh, new heritage team I mean this heritage team has been like you said competing in every game something that we're not used to I mean usually heritage is getting beat um, 42 to nothing like Alcoa has done to all these um, other opponents but they have competed in every single game creds to heritage coming out this year and winning two games and they could have won all of them so just a, a, a great um, great season for heritage and uh, I'm expecting to well, they'll lose the last week, um, but uh, they've had a hard-fought season, and uh, creds to Heritage once again. Yep, yep, sure. W- I wouldn't, um, couldn't say it better myself. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Bradley Central, uh, they they came to William Blunt High School to take on the Govs. Uh, governors came into the matchup three and four on the season. Bradley Central, uh, their lone loss, or they had two losses, one to Farragut the opening week, and they lost to the Maryville Rebels. Uh, but this one was a, a little tighter than than I maybe gave it credit for. I picked Bradley Central last Friday in, in the pick segment, but was clear in the fact that I'm okay to be wrong. That I was cool if 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 William Blunt wanted to prove me wrong. That's that that's probably not momentum enough for anybody. But if they wanted to do it, I was totally game for it. Uh, and honestly, they did did quite a quite a good job against Bradley Central. Their their Javon Burke kid, uh, he's a he's a monster. I mean, he's he is, elusive yeah. to say the least, and he's go, he's a really good player. Actually, uh, a guy today told me that they looked on a a certain uh, recruiting service, and they saw that he ha- he had a, a soft offer from Vanderbilt. And, oh wow! And honestly, he's he's that kind of player. I mean, he's elusive. He could get. Uh, get some opportunity. He's a he's a player that you want to see. But uh, Bradley Central gets the win, but 38 to 28 uh, was the difference. So really, Blunt County splits it on Friday night. Two wins, two losses, and uh, move forward to Week Nine of this uh, this 2020 season. That really you're you're week to week on uh, on expectations. And and right now, Alcoa Maryville are are meeting. 
their early season, very lofty expectations. Heritage is superseding their, theirs. Oh, I think yeah. two wins on the season and, and an opportunity coming up uh, next week to, to possibly get another. And then uh, William Blunt uh, battling, uh, again, each and every week uh, to, to their 3-5 and five record. Like I said, that's not necessarily probably where they want to be, but that's where they are and how they've battled to get there. Yeah, like you said, these games have been insanely good this year. Tight, tight games, especially with Heritage and uh, William Blunt also. William Blunt seems to compete every single week, and they seem to just fight hard until the end, and I think both of those teams have had a great, tough season. And I know, like you said, some of the records you might look at at first and be like, hey, we don't like that record. That record doesn't look good. But in our eyes, it looks pretty good because they played really well this season. And honestly, they have a team that um, I, I have a lot of confidence in to win games um, this coming next year's too. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. But as Blunt County is represented all over high school football here in Tennessee, again, this past week split the, the, the card as two wins, two losses, uh, on the tables. So uh, let's take us a quick break. Listen to these fine sponsors again. This is the new evening grind, 5 to 6 p.m. Used to be a, a 6 to 7 a.m. show, but now we're afternoon. So we're we're kind of learning here as we go. Right. But uh, if you like what you're hearing, check it out. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Again, you can follow us there. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, all those locations have the grind podcast. And then if uh, today, just a new thing we're trying Go Facebook, Facebook Live. We've, we've got it right there, and you can ask us questions. You can talk to us, and at the breaks, we'll, of course, try to respond if there's uh, comments to be had. But uh, you're listening to the Afternoon Grind right here on WKVL, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Tennessee football. It's the elephant in the room, the uh, orange elephant in the room. It is, and uh, we got to talk about this thing. You know, Carson, there's been there's been a lot of grumbling since Saturday. It is, yeah. JG, um, he is uh, he is. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what he is either. So. And then who knew Jimmy Brumbaugh had something to do with JG? He but did. anyway, let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll grind it out some more. You're listening to the grind. We'll be right back. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. 
With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make. And it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maribel. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch. And Carson, uh, during the break, a little interaction. Phone lines have lit up. Let's jump to the phone lines. Hey, you're on the grind. Hey. Hey. What's happening, boys? How you doing today? Doing good. 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 How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Wayne, you remember me. We used to work together at uh, a place called Odex. Oh, no. Justin. How's it going, buddy? It's- Mr. Kitts. Yeah, that'd be me, Wayne. That'd be me. I've been, uh, I've been keeping up with you on Facebook there, watching you and Hey, I just want to call and say you're doing a heck of a job, bud. You're doing fine. Hey, I appreciate you've come, it. Uh, you've come a long way from where we used to work together, man. You have. But uh, I want to get you out of thoughts on uh, what Pruitt said about Garantano today. I mean, I, is he is he blind? I mean, is he just blindly no. loyal to Garantano? Well, or, either that or there's some pictures floating around that I'm not aware of. Because here here's, I mean, the, here's the deal. He said he's not throwing – picks in practice i said well he also mm. is wearing a green jersey in practice you can't put he's wearing one in- a green jersey and i mean is he is he just throwing slants in practice because that's all right. anybody has to do to complete a pass against tennessee right now yeah you throw yeah. a quick slant and you got a completion yeah i, I mean I, I couldn't agree more with you I, I think i think pruitt is is i don't want to say blind to but i think he's dedicated to upperclassmen he's seen a lot more if we lose with a freshman, then we, we kill his confidence, and then, then it's kind of a spiral out. But here's the thing. I told my wife, I looked to her literally before the game was ever over, and I said, start 
the moving truck. Start start the engine right now because you can't overcome <laughs> a loss to Kentucky. No. I'm not I'm not, not saying I'm interested in firing him. I'm not saying I don't like Pruitt. I'm just saying ask anybody who's ever lost to Kentucky how that ended up. Well, it's it's not that I don't like Pruitt. I like him. I've always been behind him. But I think this loss to Kentucky is worse than the loss to Georgia State last year. Oh, it is. It and is. I, I think so. I am afraid that we have the second coming of Will Muschamp as our head coach. Worries about nothing but defense. Thinks his defense can overcome all, get him a few points, and the defense can hold him. The defense really ain't even doing their job. But anyway... That's just my thoughts, Wayne. I, I just wanted to give you a call. Been meaning to do it for a while, man. Hey, you're doing a fine job, buddy. Proud of you. Good to know you, man. Well, yeah. I'll write you later, bud. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. Yes, sir. And again, uh, that's that's Mr. Justin Kitts live from uh, he's he's from Granger County. I'm gonna give Granger County <laughs> a shout out on that one. But uh, you know, always enjoyed working with him. And and, and Carson, he brings up a lot yeah. of good points. Yeah, he does. I mean, what do you what do you do? You know, right. I understand that he said Carantano's not throwing picks in practice. Yep. Well, neither is Brian Maurer. Yeah, I think uh, Jeremy Pruitt has a lot of audacity saying he ain't throwing picks in practice because the proof's in the game. Um, this man is throwing picks, sixes, picks, picks, fumbling the ball. He can't hold on to the ball. He does not smart with the ball. This is what I'm saying. This man, JG, he'd be a great quarterback down at Maryville College. Maryville College would love to have him. Hey, somebody somebody said, and that's no that's no slight to Maryville College. But, no, but, but I'm here's, just saying. Here's the thing. Somebody, somebody said uh, some sports information director needs to help us out. Nobody told us that Garantano right. was starting for Kentucky. Oh my! <laughs> I mean, you look at those turnovers. Um, those turnovers that we get gave Kentucky. We'd be in that game ten to seven if it wasn't for those turnovers. The fumble set up at the thirty-yard line, the two pick sixes, and then when um, J.T. Shroud came in through that pick around the forty, forty-five yard line, that pretty much set them up for another touchdown field goal. Um, points that they needed. So overall, I uh, I totally agree. Um, I think J.G. is not the man for the job. He's had five years. Um, to be in the situation of quarterback he's had multiple years training camps he was supposed to be better each year and it doesn't look like it's gone anywhere so I agree with every single Tennessee fan out there JG is not the man for the job and it's time to move on well and and, you know for anybody who maybe didn't didn't watch the game by the way we lost to Kentucky Uh, I know and and here's the thing It, it was it was not that we lost it was that we got trough stomped 37 was it 37 34 7 34 7 yeah yeah and and you know <laughs> i i think uh hey matt irvin uh he's a f- matt come on man i know i know I, I get it he said chavis making a return you know chavis is in knoxville and if if he wants to coach a defensive line for for you know i don't know probably some gus's fried chicken or something like that <laughs> i think tennessee'd be interested in taking him but you know um I'm not sure that Chavis, defensive coordinator, is the situation. But now, I would take him. But but the thing is, I don't know that how much the defense really contributed to that. I, I mean, here's the deal: if you're out there in a 60 minute game, if you're if you're on the field, you know, 40 plus minutes a game, you're not you. I don't I don't care who the steel curtain would would have a, a few holes in it if you if you put them out there that long. But I'll say this: I'll say this. Uh, if you look at that, the way uh, things are going, Tennessee, I look at that schedule, and after you lose to Kentucky, uh, shaken confidence is an understatement. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, 
I don't see another game on this schedule that that I'm for sure believing we're going to win. Right. There's no UABs on this schedule. No, there's not. Arkansas's playing pretty good football. Alabama is next week. This is the this is the fourth Saturday in October, but it mm-hmm. it's going to be it's going to be tough for Tennessee to to rebound off of this. You know, uh, give a little shout out to my buddy Josh. He texted me during the game, and I think he he felt the heat from my house because I was a little closer to him at this point. I was in Sevierville watching it on my phone going, it can't look this bad. Maybe it's my screen. But he goes, this team's playing like a team that's about to beat Alabama. And I went, I'm like, what game are you watching? But but my my gig is is with Garantano. And, and again, there was other people that made mistakes. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But offensive line didn't give Garantano any time. I mean, with – with the 1.4 seconds, I don't know that anybody's going to get through a progression. But what I say is, Jerry Garantano has all the reasons why he should be able to overcome that. He should be able to roll the pocket. He should be able to, you know, not there, not there. Option three is run. Mm-hmm. And and he's just not taking those options. He's loose with the football. He's slinging it around. He's doing all the things that, you know what, you can salt away with. He's a freshman. He's a rookie. We're going to grow with him and, and build something with him. Now you're staring down the barrel of who do you start against Alabama? Who do you start against the number one team in the country? Do you throw JG to the Wolves? Do you say sink or swim, big boy? Or no. do you put the youth out there? I mean, Josh Dobbs started against Alabama two years – or came in against Alabama two years in a row. I think that worked out okay. It did. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm up for whatever, to be honest. At this point – I'm really fine with Harrison Bailey coming in. I think the kid's got an arm. But here's what I'm thinking. You have Kentucky. JG throws two picks. We finally sub him out. I say you put in the best quarterback, best athletic, best guy we got, and the quarterback on the sideline that's standing right there. In my opinion, Harrison Bailey is the best upcoming guy. I know he's young, but we've seen young guys do good work. Uh, He's a four-star athlete, five-star by ESPN. And I expect him, he could be pretty good. I, I think everybody is uh, hyping him up, uh, and I, I, I hope he does good. So why not put him in the rest of the Kentucky game? It wasn't working out. Yeah, and, and, and Matt Irvin brings up another good point. He says, you know, you, you're in must-win games, uh, again, against people you penciled in, I penciled in. I think anybody in East Tennessee or the Eastern Seaboard penciled in Tennessee as beating Kentucky. And he said, you, you know, I, I – uh, you know, I think I think if you look at it and you say, I don't want to burn his red shirt. Well, one, he can play up to four games. Yeah, he can. So, See what he can do. So put him in there wide open. And he, and if you're going to put him in against the defense, I'd put him in against Kentucky's defense, not not the Wolves that's coming uh, here in, in a few days from Alabama. But uh, Matt Irvin says, you know, why not grow with him, use something. My buddy said, don't, don't burn the red shirt. At the end of the game, I don't care what color shirt he's wearing – burn it torch it exactly because here's the deal i'd rather lose with him than win with jg at this point and i know i'm not trashing a you know a, a young man this cat's 22 23 years old now he's he's a, he's a grown man there's there's players in the nfl that are younger than him playing oh yeah and and, and yeah. look at it you know he, we give we've given him a lot of opportunities he's got a listen to this jim cheney has won everywhere he's been he's had success with drew Brees. he's had success with jonathan Cron success with Jonathan Crompton and stuff the the you, you know you, you know everything that that he's been done and then he went to Arkansas had success Georgia. went to Pittsburgh he had Nate Peterman winning football he beat Clemson with Nate Peterman at Clemson right 
and he came from Tennessee. Chris Winkie, one, I don't know how he's still employed, but Chris Winkie is uh, is their quarterback coach. He's not been able to develop him. So either either you go you go away from it or uh Justin Kitts says Peterman. I can hear you saying it right now, Justin. But but straight up, straight up. I mean, he's won every different way you wanted to win. Right. And now we're sitting here with Jared Garantano, and I don't know if it's Garantano making bad decisions, the scheme being too too in depth for him. He needs a check one, check two run, or throw right. it away, or or what's the deal? But here's the thing: it's not working. No. And Harrison Bailey took all 49 steps a week ago in the Sunday scrimmage. He's going to get some looks this week. Uh, you know, Jeremy Pruitt would not solidify the fact that JG's the starter. He said he's got to earn it this week. In my book, it's a long way from last week when he said he's my quarterback. Oh yeah, basically. Oh, so oh yeah, it, it would it would blow my mind if JG starts this sun this Saturday. Oh yeah, it would blow my mind too. Um, and I wouldn't be upset. Say this kid's a sophomore. Say it's his first year, second year, and he's slowing down. He's having these bad games. Look, I am all right with those second, third chances. I'm sorry. But JG, this is his fifth year in college. Okay. Hey, somebody told me though. They said, you know, since this whole COVID deal, he can come back next year. Oh. I was like, he better be oh, coming he, back to like GA to, or something. To fill up some water. I mean, that's what he'll be coming <laughs> back for because he won't. He won't. He can't handle that. But like I was saying, he's he's had time to do it, and he's not been able to produce each year. He's had multiple times. He's in it. He doesn't have college anymore. He's got time to work on his game, and I just don't think he can do it. And uh, honestly, I think the uh, offensive line and that running, that running game was working fine. Eric, uh, Eric we Gray were pushing people out of the way. Yeah, Eric Six Gray crossed of, like a hundred yeah. yards, eight minutes to go in the second quarter. Yeah, I mean uh, he was ripping them. When JG came on the field, we didn't pass it one time; just handed it off. We got six, seven yards each play. If we would have had, wouldn't have been down so much. Had time to run it, we couldn't do that because we had to pass. We were down by. 20 something points and that's another thing that's another thing that just like ripped me like people were texting me all during the game saying anybody can hand off Mm -hmm. get Maurer in there get get uh, Harrison Bailey in there or heck you know uh, let one of them cats run the wildcat I I agree anybody can hand that ball off and and it's just I don't get it I don't understand it but uh, (laughs) Justin Kitt says I'd rather drink turpentine and uh, use the restroom on a brush fire and then CJG play another snap. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and here's the thing. I want him to be Felipe Franks. I want him to go to another school and have success. I want yep. him to do it. But here's the deal. The 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 relationship's broken and we can't get it back. It's it's just like I mean, it's like Dooley when he when he uh, kneeled on the football when you have Cordero Patterson, Justin Hunter and Tyler Bray, three of the more prolific in the in the plus 2000s era in offense and you kneel on it. I lost him when you you which I lost JG a long time ago, but uh, no, I, I lost too. Dooley then when Butch was was scared and didn't want to go for it when he had some big offensive players. I lost confidence in him. JG, the confidence is gone. Whether the the offensive line wants to do you know that's my guy, what have you. Here's the deal: we're going this direction. You need to. You, and the thing is, is the blame is there too. The five-star, you know, offensive line, five-star tackle, five-star guard, five-star center, all these pieces, they need to say, hey, we're going to own this too. Right. But yeah. I think the I think the ballot's been cast. I think smoke's coming out of the chimney. J.G. ain't the guy. Yeah, I'm 100% with you right there. I think that uh, J.G., 
like I've said, like you've said, he's had his chances, and I think him putting him on the field is just hurting us worse. And I think the confidence is starting to dwindle. Nobody's behind him. The team ain't behind him. Nobody came up to him on the sideline. We're done with him. Everybody's done with him. And I think what's best for the team as of right now is to most likely have him watch. What, from what the is sideline. it they say? Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. See ya. See you later. I, I think it's I think it's done for him. I think he needs to go try to major, get his major, and start working in the work field. Yeah, I think he can do. Yeah, I, and the thing is, he could maybe go to a lower lower level school and have success. That's what I was saying earlier. But He'd probably be great down in D two, D three. He just needs to learn how to run the football. Take some off. He's but, too slow. So here's the thing. Let's go three up, three down. What's what's three? And I'm putting you on the spot first. Uh-huh. Give me three good things from Saturday. Oh, three good things. I think the offensive line was pushing them around on the running side of the ball. I think offense with passing-wise, they were a little bit, um, I would say, a little bit not as aggressive as I wanted them to on the passing game, but also that you can put that. Uh, I think Jarrett, he's been through times where he's had his time, and I think he should be used to getting the ball off. But one thing I can say, running game was really good. I think the defense in the start of the game, they were on the field all game. So I, I didn't expect them to hold through the whole entire game. But I think the defensive line, I think, was bringing a little bit of pressure. Terry Wilson was able to get around that defense line just a little bit there in the second half. But he's a runner. He's not a thrower. So I think, one, it comes down to the offensive line pushing around on the running side of the ball. I think Eric Gray, Ty Chandler look really good. Their moves and agility is very shifty. And I think on the, the third and final thing, I think that defensive line, linebacker, I think they were able to stop them on those short yardage plays. I think we're really good at that this year. I think we've proved that in a bunch of games. So Jimmy Brumball says we're good at it. Well, Jimmy Brumball ain't here with us anymore. so He's no longer with us. Right. Anyway, I'm going to go my three ups is, is – Eric Gray, Ty Chandler, I'm going to call him Thunder Lightning, mm-hmm. you know, because it's kind of bang-bang play right there. It is. I, th- I think they had a good game regardless. Uh, again, in the first half, they already had a good game, uh, let alone what they were able to do in the second half that, that really yeah. they knew we were going to run it because we weren't going to let Jared Garantano throw it anymore. And so just to, to get through and break through that, I think is a testament to those two guys running real hard, Jay Graham and the job he's done. I'm going to say Henry Tooto. You get one version of Henry T yeah, every single week. I agree. And, and you know, I, I love what he brings to the table. And then I'm going to give you an unsung one. I'm going to give you one you probably were like, I don't know about that. Give me Bryce Thompson. You know why I like him? Because you don't see stats from him. You know why? Why? They don't throw that direction. They don't. He's, he's, he's Cam Sutton on, on at a fre- as a freshman all over again. Cam yeah. Sutton as a freshman, he didn't have big numbers, but you look – and the, the, the pass progression, it, it stayed away from him. They said, you know what, it, we like our chances on two-thirds of the field rather than using the whole thing and having to deal with that guy. And I think Bryce Thompson is a, is a machine out there. I yeah. like what he's doing. And, and, again, he may get torched for, for 150 this week, but, but he is going against guys like Jalen Waddell and, uh, and, and whatever that Smith kid is. Devontae Smith, yeah. yeah. two monsters. What but, a beast. But what I'm saying is, is you give me those three pieces, and those are three keys uh, to to building something. And so I, I guess I'm more frustrated, and I'm trying to get off this soapbox. I've I've been beating this soapbox under the table all day oh, long. A lot of people have. Like I'll tell you, it was it was the best thing that this show didn't air this morning because I oh. didn't have a beat button. 
I didn't have a way to to edit myself. Oh yeah, I haven't been. I don't think I've been this mad in a long time. I think I I I forget his name who called earlier, um, but I I agree. I think this is worse than Georgia State in my opinion. It's just a killer. It kills our SEC championship well, hopes. Here's the thing: uh, the last time Tennessee lost to Kentucky in Knoxville, it was 1984. 1984. Four. I was a uh, negative uh, negative three years old. Uh, oh. We won't talk about how negative years old you were because uh, it even makes me feel old. I but have to, to do some math there. Yeah, double digits. It won't fit on both <laughs> hands. So uh, I'll say this, but Tony Robinson was quarterback the last time uh, that All went right. down, T-Rob. So I just – I guess that's what frustrates me so much yeah. is I feel like those are there's key pieces that as, as rebuilding and being successful I've, – I've said it for years and years, Tennessee being back – that discussion doesn't start until we consistently beat Vandy, we consistently beat uh, Van, or Kentucky, Missouri, and South Carolina. Those guys, we don't we don't worry about the the Florida Georgias, Alabamas until we beat those other four. Right. Those other four need to be looking up at Tennessee before we're that back conversation is there. Are we more equipped? Do we have a deeper bench? Do we have a big boy offensive line? Absolutely. Right. But are we back? No. No, Saturday told me no. Saturday told me we was back in 1984. So what Saturday told me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly so, right. So here's my opinion. Here's my opinion. You take those three pieces, re reevaluate that quarterback position, and, and to me, if J.G. plays this whole game, then then Pruitt's wrote, wrote his uh, – he's wrote his story. Oh, I however know. That, however that shakes out is how that shakes out. And we out. know how Tennessee fans are. We are not – every single Tennessee fan is not very – we are forgiving, and we don't give a lot of time for that. So we're trusting and hoping um, in his own career um, here at Tennessee that he hopes and makes the right choice. Hopefully optimistic's where I'm going to lean with that. But uh, but I'm going to get off this topic because we got to talk some Bravos. Right. we got to talk some other stuff. But uh, realistically, moving forward, after Jimmy Brumball's out, which don't know the dynamic that that fixes, uh, Jeremy Pruitt's going to be coaching D-line, so – I guess we should be getting after the quarterback coming this weekend. I think that okay, uh, but realistically, you look at this thing. We're t- we're four games deep of a ten game schedule. We're two and two. Mm-hmm. We're literally eaves. Right. We have Alabama this week. We're not mm. going to be even after this. No. Two and three. Where do we sit at on the back five? To me, we've got we've got Vandy down the pipe. We've got Arkansas. Uh, we've got. Uh, Auburn, right? Um, I think Arkansas looks better than Auburn Florida. in my opinion. Arkansas's tough. Arkansas, that man, I'm telling you, they come they out. They believe what they do. They, they well, believe. We saw that Ole Miss. We saw that Ole Miss um, game uh, versus Alabama. Ole Miss looked great. Uh, the quarterback had the best QBR rating, 98, um, before that game, and he throws six interceptions, most by an SEC player ever. That's silly. Um, yeah, silly it is. And Arkansas gets that win, and they're just at 500-2-2, just like the Vols. And like he said, 2-3, and three, we got Arkansas the next week. Well, we have a bye week after that Alabama game. So then it's Arkansas, Texas A&M. Mm. <laughs> like, I like thinking we'll beat Jimbo. Like, I call him the yeah. used car salesman. He's slicker. He's slicker than uh, Jason Fierce. At least we're home, I guess. That's something to look forward to. Justin says Arkansas is going to kill us. I'll tell you, if we don't change something, they will. And here's the deal. Felipe Franks, you want to see, you know, (laughs) Felipe Franks, uh, what's his name, at uh, Kellen Mond and uh, and JG. It's like they're they're all from the same mold. 
they're they're good enough to just make you mad when they screw it up. Yeah. And and Kellen Mond's a head case, JG's a head case, and you know what? The the only thing that I'm loving about Arkansas is uh, Felipe Franks is yet to hit that head case moment, right? Because he's going to do it. He's going to do it, and I'd like it to be with against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm saying all this um, because I'm looking at I'm looking in the eyes of who our quarterback is. I'm looking. We beat South Carolina. We beat Missouri. Missouri beat LSU. LSU's nothing to brag about though this year. South Carolina, they're looking really good. I actually like South Carolina's play. I think beating Auburn last week was a pretty good win. And I think those two games are big. We were up on Georgia in the first half. That's some things that uh, us Tennessee fans don't really realize is that we were competing. We were looking good. And I think JG coming down the stretch here, he shows that he's not consistent, and he really never was. And I think finding a new quarterback is a big thing. And I know we got off that topic, but I really think it just we're all looking in this eye eyeglass here of is, is JG the quarterback when we play Arkansas, Auburn, Texas A&M, or is it going to be somebody new? We just don't know, and that's going to depend on if we win or not. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Let me let me slide the orange glasses on for a moment, because I I can't help it. You know, the thing is, is I, I live. If you see my den, you'll know where my allegiance lies. And here's the thing: whether it's JG, whether it's Jonathan Crompton, or whether it's Peyton Manning, I I love Tennessee, so I want to see the best for Tennessee. Right. And and today, when I'm thinking about what we were going to talk about today, I'm like, how do I spin this to be positive? Because ultimately, from a fan's perspective, if, if you're just now tuning in, we beat the drum pretty hard about the, the heartbeat of the fan base. Mm-hmm. But at the same rate, I want to I want to give some opportunity to say, you know what, let's, let's, let's kind of departmentalize this. We've been bad for six quarters. You know what that means? We were yeah. real good. We were real good. For... for Eight quarters. Eight quarters, yeah, that's I agree. No, no, no. Six quarters. Sorry. My math's a little off. But uh, uh, what, what, right. I'm, what I'm saying is is we've been good more than we haven't. Right. Now, granted, the, the competition means everything. South Carolina and Missouri, they are who they thought we thought they were. But what I'm saying is, is if you look at this thing, Alabama's an asterisk. You go out there, you battle. In my opinion, you roll the, the young cat out there. You put JG in to begin with. I said it. But here's the deal. Pay the piper. Make him have to deal with that first-team defense. Yeah. And then when things get a little little different or a little suspect, or if J.G. just falters again, throw the young guy out there. we got to see what he's going to do in a big moment. He's either going to come out there and Joe Burrow us, or he's going to come out there and J.G. us. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the two options we got. Uh, and, and here's the deal. You see what you got out of him. If you like what you see, you've got a bye week before Arkansas to, to get, him, get him up to speed, get him a lot of reps. Uh, and, and to me – if you if you make a change and you build him, we get that win at Arkansas. I really believe that. Texas well, A&M, uh, he, they're in Knoxville. Uh, again, it's which version of Kellen Mond do we get. If we get the, the Kellen Mond that, that beat Florida, we weren't going to do much with him either way. Right. But now if we get Kellen Mond that, that can't, you know, don't know do which anything. way's up, then, then I like our chances. But I would pick that as a loss. Auburn? helter-skelter also i think bo nicks i think we can rattle him a little bit and then he's he's very much a, a turnover machine i think we get vandy and then ultimately how we progress to florida dictates how we how we deal with the gators i know yeah. i early season i love the late game or the late season florida game and i still hold to that i think it gives us an opportunity uh but but really uh we just got to battle we got to yeah. let sick we can't you know they talked about it yesterday on another show they said uh, you never want a, a game to beat you twice, and Georgia beat us twice, 
and and I think that's realistic. Yeah. The, we played exactly against Kentucky the way we did the second half of the Georgia game. Here's the deal. If you let the last six quarters be the last six quarters, Tennessee can dig out of this hole. But the problem is, is if you focus on how you played against Kentucky and you battle to to just be different than Kentucky, you've already gotten beat. Yeah. So it, you you've got to play you've got to play to 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 however you got to two and zero, and then let the let the rest kind of fall to pieces. Yeah. Um, put it in bold. Uh, this this right here. I mean, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Uh, those turnovers and those flags. Those flags really cost us a lot too. And you don't want to make excuses, but really you come down to it. And when you have four turnovers and you have um, three turnovers, so. I mean, seven seven turnovers in the uh, second half of that Georgia game and uh, plus the whole entire Kentucky game combined, that's seven turnovers. You're not going to win a lot of games with seven turnovers combined in the past two games. So it's it's just it's just rough. I mean, we're going to have to stop those turnovers. It's just going to have to stop, and I think it might start with um, figuring out our quarterback situation and those miscues that we're missing on that uh, offense. I'll tell you this, this Carson – uh, the afternoon gets us a little bit more fired up. I think we're a little yeah. little hot to trot as we go. But, hey, let's cool it off. Let's take us a break. Uh, listen to these fine sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to shift gears. The soapbox is under the desk now for Tennessee, and we're going to shift to the soapbox that is the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, we're going to talk one. about Game 7 letdown against the Dodgers and how I think how I think this is still a team that overachieved. I'll talk about it on the flip side of the break. You're listening to the – evening grind right here 100.9 fm 850 am and streaming at wkvl.com we'll be right back you don't want to miss it Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. 
Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire at 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Monday edition, evening edition. If uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, we've been doing this thing from 6 to 7 a.m. for a long time and uh, quickly switched it. Uh, to the afternoon so if you're if you're stuck on Alcoa Highway if you're if you're on your way through Knoxville uh, again appreciate you listening and uh, again 10 and 2 hands on the steering wheel yep but if you're on Facebook live I hope you're not on Alcoa Highway but uh, appreciate you there too again Matt Irvin Justin Kitt's been uh, commenting on there it said uh says you'll have to give me a shout yeah absolutely come on matt uh we'll, we'll try to do this facebook live thing probably every day i think it's kind of worked yeah it sounds good to me i'll Any try to questions? get some uh i'll try to get some better uh, way to hold the phone i've just kind of got it propped up but uh, uh carson justin said uh justin kitt said on the on the comments here ride or die with the kids and, and like i said during the break if you were on the facebook live that's probably what bothers me the most is that I'm I'm wanting it. I want Jeremy Pruitt to be the guy. I want JG to to come out of the shadows and show prove everybody wrong. The problem is it's just not happening probably fast enough for us fans. Uh, but ultimately, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna wear an orange jersey and an orange hat or a gray hat with a power T on it this Saturday. You know why? Because I'm gonna do it the following yeah. Saturday. I'm gonna do it the one after that. And the thing is, I won't un unfan tennessee because of decisions that people make i like tennessee for tennessee so we'll we'll rock and roll and and go from there but kind of switch gears the last 10 minutes of the show um the bravos uh the braves losing game seven to the to the la dodgers one of the i think it is the largest payroll uh, in the national league if not major league baseball the best team in major league baseball through the 60 games uh, I think they were 47 and 13. Yeah, uh, just a just an amazing record. And and honestly, I can't. I, I watched the game last night, and again gave up all that that uh, good sleep, that good 10 to midnight sleep. That's like where it's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, I can't believe it. They lost this game, three one lead. Da 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 da. And and then I sit there and look, and I'm like, we lost Soroka. You know. Late in the, you know late in the season, kind of in a in a situation to where you're like that's going to be the nail in the coffin, and then this team still makes it to Game Seven of the NLCS against the 
probably the best lineup maybe this century. Yeah. You know, quite frankly. Now, they rival the Yankees from a hitting perspective, but when you talk about base run, running ability and just overall just MVP, MVP, home run champion, MVP, the Dodgers got all the pieces. So, to me, if you're a Braves fan today and you say, you know, we choked, we're a choke artist, and a lot of people are saying that. And, and you know what? If that's your if that's your prerogative, then go with it. I've just got other orange things to deal with that I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm, my cup's gonna be half full on the Braves. I'm gonna sit here and go. It was an overachievement to be up three one, and the Dodgers just woke up. Yeah. I mean, that's my opinion. What do you yeah. think? No, obviously, I, it's obviously an upsetting game for a Braves fan. Um, uh, I, I know it's uh, something that that goes for all sports. You know, if you lose a game, you lose a series like that. And uh, it's just kind of it's kind of rough, and uh, you're gonna dwell on it. But I agree with what you're saying. I, I think that overall, um, it was a great series. I think that, like you said, the Dodgers, um, the best record in the MLB, and just the way they played this year, all stars all around, Mookie Betts, uh, Cody Bellinger, just guys all around that can score, uh, hit home runs at any moment, jump 50 feet in the air, and catch a ball that's going out and a home run, and that's just what they are, and the Dodgers came out. Um, uh, creds to them. You have to give them credit for coming back from a 3-1 lead. But overall, it was a rough loss to see, but I think the Braves had a great season and something you can really, really clap on. That's my new thing. Like, you've taught me something today, creds. Creds. Just give them creds. Just give them credit. Credit like and creds, it. but the creds makes it better, right? I hear you. I like it. But, uh, yeah, I, to me, you know, it's Dodgers and Rays. So it's hist- history versus new guy. Yep. It's it's highest payroll in baseball versus the third lowest payroll in baseball. It, it's all the dynamics that you want. Honestly, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting series because I think the, ba- the Rays, they want it probably more than the Dodgers. And I know that's saying a lot. But the the Dodgers, there's just not a guy that you'll you'll uh, you'll go with, or that you can pitch around, or that you can put on base and feel good about. Uh, like I said, when your leadoff guys Mookie Betts, uh, I think you uh, you got to deal got with a, a lot chance. of things. But uh, y- you know, I'll say this. I'll say this. When you when you when you look back, this thing's going to feel better a week from now. Uh, than it does today. If you're a Braves fan, this thing's going to feel better in a couple months when you look at the fact that you you silenced the guys like like you were saying, Bellinger. You you put Kershaw on notice. I mean, you put him through the ringer, which seems to be his October calling card. But uh, you, you know, you you do a lot of good things in this series, and it just didn't work out for you. Yeah. I mean, it came down. You you had an opportunity in the ninth uh, to really do something with that. Lost by one run in Game Seven. Uh, so there's a lot of teams that love to be in in that shoe. So uh, again, the Braves are a young organization. They get Soroka back, can put some middle relief together, get some some middle relief pitching. Uh, I think this is a team uh, that people will want to watch, and it'll be fun to watch. Acuna's got to get get uh, get sized up for the moment. I thought he kind of went dormant there in the series, uh, but ultimately, uh, he, like I said, I. From the way I felt at the end of the game last night to now, it's a hundred. It's a it's a one eighty. And then as I uh, as I get farther away, I think I think yeah. it's going to be uh, one of those situations. But but uh, Carson, what do, what do you what do you look at in the series? Because again, by the time I talk to you next, again, hopefully later in the week. But uh, by the time I talk to you next, we'll probably have two or three games of this World Series. Yeah, in, yeah, so. it's every day except for tonight. Um, what do I expect? I think the Dodgers are too good of a team 
to lose, and I think that they'll beat the Rays. Um, I really do. I think this Dodgers team, we've we've constantly said it today, they are good, um, good with a capital G. Um, they are really good, and uh, I expect them to uh, be able to handle the Rays, and I think they will win the World Series. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Dodgers as well. Honestly, uh, I just think the bats had to wake up. Yeah. I, I think they struggled a little bit in the divisional series, and of course, the Braves came in and kind of punched them in the mouth. Game one took game two uh, a little closer than for comfort. Game three they exploded. Game four was a close one, and then five, six, and seven yeah. uh, they came back and did their business. So I think there's a reason they were good in the regular season. There's a reason why they're in the World Series, and and I'm not saying the Braves won't get a couple games. I think it's it's Dodgers in six. If Dodgers I have to six. pick, uh, that seemed to be my NBA pick was uh, was <laughs> Lakers in six, and uh, and I got it. So you did. I, I had them in five. Remember that. And I'm going to take the Dodgers in five this time. Dodgers in five. Yeah. But uh, you know, it is what it is. If you're if you're a Tennessee fan, the sun came up uh, Sunday and today. And uh, it will continue to do so. It's Bama Hate Week, so if uh, if you have anything that's red, don't wear it. Uh, and if you uh, if you uh, I, I don't know, I, I think uh, if you have any big A's in your house, you need to get rid of that. Unless it's your last it. name, unless it's your last name, then we probably want to hang on to it. Yeah. yeah. But hey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think our afternoon uh, grind has uh, has been okay. Uh, Did well. Again, we're we're Facebook Live for for one for the first afternoon show, and uh, kind of gonna finish this thing off but uh but carson where can where can we find some of your your stuff because you you dropped a podcast last week i did yeah well i do a podcast uh with my cousin um me we've done it for about three years now uh we try to get one out every week but uh with schedules and stuff it's kind of it's a little bit difficult but we uh we try to do it and uh you can find it anywhere, pretty much. I think the best way to find uh, my podcast is to look up um, Give Him Six Podcast in the Google search engine, being anything you have, Safari, and just go to our website and our episodes. It will take you where you can find our merch, our sponsors, and all sorts of episodes that you can click on. Uh, we have special episodes, including uh, Tony Robinson and uh, Tony Basilio, uh, Alex Myers, a bunch of guys like that on um, a lot of our episodes, and we're happy to do them. So, if you can't do that, uh, you can look on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, all sorts of stuff, SoundCloud, and um, you should be able to find us anywhere pretty much. Absolutely. Again, GiveHim6Podcast.com uh, is where you can check it out. And then also, like he said, Google. Google it. Google knows. But uh, also, if, you, if you've if you tuned in today for your first time, you like what you're hearing, follow us on Facebook, The Grind WKVL. Uh, get on get on Twitter, the Grind WKVL, or the Grind O Sports is what it's called on Twitter. Instagram, the Grind WKVL, and also the website, thegrindonsports.com. You can check out SoundCloud from there, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and 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 you can listen back on the SoundCloud for all previous episodes. I think there's I think there's 514 episodes on there it's now. Pretty good, pretty That's, good. Uh, extensive, uh, yeah. Especially with COVID, there's a lot of stuff that you may want to know, and a lot of stuff you probably don't. But uh, you know what? Uh, I'm a I'm pretty stoked about how the afternoon went. I hope the Facebook Live worked. Again, I'm going to close up with it. Uh, but you know. It's afternoon grind. It's it if is. you're on your way home and you want something to talk about and you kind of want to hear it from somebody who's not polished and somebody who's not, uh, you know, I guess affiliated. Well, yeah. that's us. That's us. That we're, is. We're what you need uh, on your ride home, and, and we hope that we've uh, we've kind of fit that bill. But, again, uh, we'll be back each and every day, Monday through Friday, and we'll re-air this thing 
10 to 11 p.m. And, and Carson, you probably look and you say, why that time? Well, listen, I worked third shift for, for the better part about 10 years. There's no local programming that time. So if you know a third shift person that likes the Vols, likes Blunt County sports, or likes basically anything hot yeah. topics locally, uh, check us out. Yeah, share do share it. that information. But, uh, but Carson, thanks for coming in. It's always fun to talk. And, uh, yes. and again, grind it out. We'll, we'll catch you later in the week, hopefully. All righty. Yeah, I should be here sometime this week, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, to get this thing cleared up. But, uh, but Carson, uh, are you back to school full-time? Are you excited about uh, about this stuff? I guess we're you just come out of fall break. How's that going? Yeah, just coming out of fall break. So I, I would say a little bit more cases uh, now. Uh, I would say a lot more people getting a little bit more sick, but flu season's in too. But I'm back in school and uh, back to the grind. Hey, that was unplanned but appreciated. But, Carson, no hey, if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on.